Baseball's back, just been busy and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, I don't know, it's been what it, what it is, but I'm here now and I'm going to talk a lot of baseball and, you know, just go over where we're at the trade deadline now. So we're getting down to the the wire here on the season. Uh, talk about some couple things that have happened so far in the season since the last time I talked to everybody out here. Uh, uh, yeah, it was the last time. It was just like right when the season was started. So there's been some stuff. Gonna go over the standings, go over like the new playoffs and all that kind of stuff. Um, no, uh, no COVID talk in this because shit's still fucked, and no politics talk in this because shit's still fucked. I don't want to talk about any of that. This is gonna be sports and other shit. Um, fucking. Uh, rest in peace, fucking Chadwick Bozeman. Shit was uh, super sad. He died on uh, Friday. Um, shocked to everybody, he was battling colon cancer. So yeah, that one, um, that one sucks. So yeah, uh, twenty twenty is just a fucking total shit show of a year. But um, yeah, let's talk some baseball. So yeah, um, it looks like the trade deadline hit today. And okay, so. Baseball, um, we're at like pretty much the halfway point, and it's been entertaining so far. There's been a lot of like, um, there's been two major outbreaks with the Marlins and the Cardinals, and those were both serious. and And after the Cardinals one, I I was pretty sure they were going to shut the whole season down, but it was all due to both were due to I believe just breaking a simple breaking of the rules and it's like you got to tamp down on this and make sure it doesn't happen so there's been a couple of you know there's been players getting it here and there there's been um different like um i don't know there's been different instances of this uh of like potential outbreaks there's one going on right now with the a's they but the, you know it was uh some i don't believe it was a player it was a uh, a staff member that I believe, um, what is it, just, fuck, staff member just, um, I believe on their traveling, like, uh, I, can't, I, I can't remember, but regardless, it's a staff member, and they're quarantining for however many days they need to, so yeah, um, they're doing what's necessary, canceling a couple games. Um, the Reds did the same thing. They had a player that that got it, and then they they um, canceled like three, four, four days in a row. So they were able to get above that, and all you know, they were able to just really take advantage of the situation. 
but yeah, I've been watching um this uh this um YouTube series um that Trevor Bauer's been doing and he's just been vlogging the whole season of what it's like the covid year and everything. It's been super interesting. So yeah, um it's on his um his like company's YouTube channel uh, Momentum. So yeah, if you're interested in checking that out, check that shit out because it's super interesting how um like it just shows certain things that they have to do and when the covid outbreak happened it just shows like what these guys had to go through during the covid outbreak to make sure that they didn't get it and make sure they were keeping everybody else safe but making sure they're training and all this it, it's super interesting so um there was all that that happened but the season has has rolled on they're going to make up the games that teams have missed they've done double headers seven inning double headers um the whole runner on second base rule has been a real pain in the ass for a lot of different reasons but i get why they're doing it um yeah it's uh it's been an interesting year so there's there was a couple of major trades i will get to that happened today um uh there was the big old controversy a few weeks ago with uh fernando tatis and the bat flip or not the bat flip the th- the fucking o- 30 bat- uh homer uh, when they were up like 12 to 3 in a game and everybody was like, that's against the unwritten rule to do something like that. It's like, nah, dude, you, if, if you get a pitch to hit down the middle and you hit and you can hit it and you hit it and it's a homer, that's on the pitcher. That is like, I don't know what fucking rule that is, but that's so stupid that people were getting mad about that. And like then the, the manager of the, I believe it's the Rangers got super pissed and was yelling at, um, Tatis and then his manager got super pissed and yeah he had to come out and apologize so yeah so stupid that they made him apologize or he apologized in general just don't apologize for that kind of shit um slam diego man they were hitting fucking grand slams all the time like fucking basically every game all right so the new um expanded playoffs is something that I didn't really get into the last episode I did. So I'm going to kind of kind of go through it a little bit now just quickly. Um it's instead of 10 teams it's 16 now. 8 from the American League, um 8 from the National League. So basically two division winners and then uh, the traditional like two wild card teams. So um the way that the playoffs will be played though is a little bit different as well. So the wild card series will be best of three and um, with all the games at the higher seeds of the home ballpark. So it'll be the number one seed against the eighth seed, the number two against the seventh, three against sixth, and four against five. Uh, the divisional series is best of five, and it's a traditional 2 to one home road format. Um, winner of the one versus eight game will play. The winner of the four versus five, winner of the two for seven will f- face the winner of the 3-4 and then home field will go to the higher seed uh, league championship series is the best of seven traditional 2-3-2 two, two, uh, home road format um, winner of the one through four or and five through eight will face the winner of the two through three and six through seven home field advantage going to the higher seed and then the world series best of seven traditional 2-3-2 two, two, home road format al champion versus nl champion all that home field advantage goes to the team with the superior regular season record so that's how they're doing it this year um they are also 
thinking about doing like kind of a bubble for the playoffs where it would be the American League would be in Texas. I believe American League would be yeah, in Texas and the National League would be in Southern California, I believe is what they're saying, or it might be flipped. Um, but there are like three ballparks in those areas that they can in, in areas that are close enough that they can be like, OK, you know, Houston's home ballpark is here. It just they have to I think they got to figure out how to do it depending on which teams are in, because, you know, they could use California because you they could use the whole whole California with the Bay Area and everything there's a whole bunch of ballparks in California and it's not a lot of travel but they'd have to figure it out and they're still trying to work that one out but um so with the standings and everything right now we're looking at um so it's 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 wide open it's super interesting now so with the AL East you have uh, Tampa Bay at top with 25 and 11 as their record and then the Yankees at 19 and 14 with their record so there's the top two teams of the AL West and then Toronto is in third place with 18 and 15 Baltimore's 15 and 19 and then Boston is 12 and 23 um, Toronto is the second place spot right now of the wild card so they're getting in on the very last seed the eighth seed the AL Central's looking real tight like with who's going to win the division and then get that second spot and then get that wild top wild card spot AL Central, the top right now, tied uh, the Chicago White Sox and then the Cleveland Indians are both tied for that top spot. Minnesota right behind him. Uh, the White Sox and um, Indians record is both 21 and 13. And then Minnesota's record is 20 and 15. So, yeah, they are, they are right there um, behind them. So they have the top wild card spot, Minnesota, and then um, whoever wins that, that top spot. Well, you know the second place spot will obviously be right there for them. Uh, Detroit is sixteen and sixteen, and then Kansas City is thirteen and twenty-one. Um, down to the AL West, Oakland A's at the top with uh, twenty-two and twelve record, and then Houston is right behind them with the nineteen and fourteen record. So they those two top spots locked up for the AL West, and then Seattle at fifteen and twenty-two, Texas at twelve and twenty-one, and LA Angels at twelve and twenty-four. So yeah, the Right now, the standings are looking like um, the top seed would go to Tampa Bay, and then yeah, the way it's the way it's seeded out, um, it's it's interesting how it how it's seeded out. Pull that up real quick. Add a little graph. That's it shows how if the season ended today, how it would how it would stack up. So. We're looking at our top seed being, and the American League being Tampa Bay, and they would face Toronto because they are the um, lowest seed team in the wild card. So Tampa Bay would finish on top, and they would face Toronto. Um, the second place team seating wise would be uh, Oakland and they would take on uh, it would look like Minnesota and then um, from there we got uh, looks like well, actually this graph I have pulls up says the A's would play um, Toronto then Tampa Bay would play Cleveland. Um, 
the Mets or the, not the Mets, the uh, Twins would play the White Sox, and then the Yankees would play Houston. So yeah, that looks like what what the seating would be right now if the season were were to end today. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Four weeks remaining. So then, um, yeah, there's not really many teams. Toronto made some trades I'll get into that uh, beefs up their spot right there, trying to get up to make the Yankees have to play in that wild card spot. Um, but, yeah, the the AL East is tight um, with that Yankees and Toronto run. Uh, the AL Central is super tight. Um, and then the West is kind of just where it is. Uh, a couple teams could, I don't know, Detroit could – still make a push they're 16 and 16 they could still definitely get a, a, that last spot if somebody you know we're, we're looking at you know eight, toronto's 18 and 15 and detroit 16 and 16 so they are still right there so they're not out of this um neither is baltimore at 15 and, and 19 they're 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 really not with how weird the season is and seattle and texas they're they're still you know if they get on a hot streak it could happen so jumping over to the National League, uh, the Atlanta Braves at top of the NL East with a 20-14 and 14 record. Uh, the Miami Marlins in second place tied with Philadelphia, both 15-15 and 15 records. The Mets 15-20, um, and 20, and then Washington, the defending champs at 12-20. and 20. Um, Just hit with injuries. Washington losing Strasburg. Um, fuck, who else did they lose? They had Soto gone for a while with with coronavirus. Um, yeah, they're just they're they're not playing well either. Um, then uh, we're looking in El Central, the white are the the White Sox, the Chicago Cubs, at the top at twenty and fourteen. The St. Louis Cardinals um, behind them at thirteen and thirteen. Uh, Milwaukee is fifteen and eighteen. Cincinnati is fifteen and twenty, and Pittsburgh is ten and twenty one. So yeah, the NL Central is is going to tighten up here. St. Louis, like I said, had St. Louis and Miami had stretches where they were out of games for like pretty much almost two weeks. Uh, so they had to catch up on a lot of games. Um, they still have to catch up on games. St. Louis has to catch up on games. So, yeah, um, I don't know how they're going to make those games up. I don't know how they make that figure that decision out. But, yeah, that's how that is. Um, and then the NL West is the Dodgers at top with 26 and 10 record, the Padres behind them at 21 and 15, the Rockies at 17 and 17, the Giants at 17 and 19 and then the Diamondbacks at 14 and 21. So for the National League if the season ended right now, uh we we're looking at a um Dodgers Giants for the uh uh top seed versus bottom seed, then we're looking Cubs and uh, we're looking Padres and um, Padres and the Cardinals, and then Atlanta and um, or no, the Cubs and the and then the Rockies and Atlanta and Miami. So that would be interesting if the season all ended right now. Giants are in on that last spot. Them and the the Cardinals are fighting for that last spot. So getting into the trade deadline today so before today I believe there was only a few trades like Brandon Workman and Heath Henry got traded I believe from Boston to San Diego I could uh, I don't it doesn't sound right um, but they got traded a couple days ago 
And um, I believe they got traded to Milwaukee. That's what uh, that's what I think it is. Let me see. Uh, Phillies. I was way off. So yeah, Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry from the from the Red Sox got traded to the Phillies a couple of days ago. So that was kind of a spark, I guess. <laughs> it's usually I don't know. There was quite a bit of deals. So as I mentioned, the Blue Jays uh, bolstered their starting rotation. They um, they added Ross Stripling from the Dodgers for two players to be named later. And then Robbie Ray uh, was also acquired, and uh, Tawan Walker was also acquired. Robbie Ray from the Diamondbacks and Walker from, he, I believe he was back with Seattle. So uh, that'll go uh, along with Hunjin Ryu and Chase Anderson to push along with their uh, their little race for the, for the spot. So that bolsters definitely their starting rotation, um, gives them a lot of help. Uh, the Robbie Ray deal... Um, is a steal for what they traded him for. I can't remember. It was um, Travis Bergen. And as a Giants fan, he was there last year as a Rule 5 guy, and they kept him on the team about half the year, and he got injured at one point. And then when he came back from injury, he was struggling, and they just sent him back to Toronto. And then it ends up getting Robbie Ray in a trade. So it's it's a little ridiculous. But, yeah, that definitely – Ray's been struggling, but it definitely helps the Blue Jays. Um, the Rockies have acquired um, former Giant – um, and Red Sox, uh, current Red Sox, now uh, Colorado Rocky Kevin Pillar, and um, yeah, it, this one is it's good for the Rockies. Helps their outfield if they're going to try to push for one of those wild card spots. Uh, it looks like the West has like all f- four of the teams in the West are are uh, are taking spots. So yeah, that's it's super um, super interesting how that works. But yeah, um, the Rockies acquired Kevin Pillar for, I believe, a player to be named later. Um, the Cubs, they uh, made a deal with the Red Sox for lefty Josh Osich, former Giant as well. And um, they made a trade with Arizona for a- Andrew Chafin. So they got um, two lefties to add to their bullpen for their playoff push, and they also made a trade with the Detroit Tigers for Cameron Maven. Uh, they traded minor league shortstop Zach Short. So both the, the I believe, pitching deals are for players to be named later, a cash consideration type of thing. There wasn't a lot of prospects traded. There wasn't a lot of big deals like that. It was like if there was a trade, it was like a, a minor leaguer for, like a, a minor leaguer with major league experience. It's not really nothing for so-and-so, you know, or like a, a prospect that's fallen on the list. There was only one big prospect trade, and it really wasn't that big of a prospect trade if you look at it. Um, so the Marlins, um, they traded for, and kind of a shocker, they traded uh, from the Diamondbacks for Starlin Marte. Uh, they traded Caleb Smith, Umberto Mejia, and then they sent uh, Jonathan Villar to the Blue Jays. So... This is an interesting move by the Marlins. That means they're kind of all in. They're, uh, they dumped a little bit of the salary of VR, who's actually, um, you know, he's hitting, I, th- I think, let's see. Um, VR wasn't really doing much, but he adds to he adds to Toronto's push. But it, he was definitely a piece. But um, so it says here, the Marlins outfield is hitting 215, so Marte is definitely going to provide a, uh, a 
push there. He's under team control for the next year, I believe. He has a he's a cheaper option, twelve point five million option. Um, so yeah, that helps the Marlins a lot right there. Um, when you have VR, like I said, getting traded over to the Blue Jays, helping them. Diamondbacks just really unloaded. They've unloaded uh, uh, Chafin so far that I've mentioned, and um, now um, Starlin Marte. But they get back here Caleb Smith, someone who who struggled, but shown a lot of potential in the past so i believe that that's that's a decent pickup for them um let's see let's see so the astros were in on on robbie ray but then he ended up going to the blue jays like i mentioned before um the angels kept dylan bundy a lot of people have suspected that they would trade him the the a's made a deal with the rangers for mike minor uh, it was uh, for a player to be named later. Uh, that's a good deal for them. Miner's been struggling. Um, he's uh, 0 for 5 with a 560 ERA, but hopefully the A's and their their very good team will turn that around. Now here's the big deal of of today, and the team that actually has made a lot of huge deals. The Padres have traded for, to the Cleveland Indians for Mike Clevenger. Uh, this gives them a like a legitimate ace that they've needed. You know, Chris Paddock has been. Like flirted with being an ace, but he's spotty this year. He's been up and down. And then Garrett Richards is just he's he's a good veteran to have on your team, but he's a solid three in the rotation. This adds a Mike Clevenger as the number one, takes the pressure off a of Paddock at a two, Garrett Richards at a three, uh, Lament Dilson Lament is a four. They have a starting rotation that's solid right there. Uh, their bullpen's taking a hit, but they also traded for guys that they needed. I'll get to that. Um, so this was. Um, Clevenger going to uh, the Padres from the Indians. The Indians pick up in the deal right-handed pitcher Cal Quadrell, uh, former pro- top prospect. Um, he was he's been in the bullpen, I believe, this year, doing decent. So that's a good move for them. Um, Josh Naylor, left fielder, and then catcher Austin Hayes, shortstop uh, Gabriel Urias. And the left-handed pitcher, uh, Joey Cantillo, shortstop Owen Miller, are all headed to the Indians. So um, those last three are just solid prospects. I never heard of them. They don't look like top names. Probably in in, uh, San Diego's farm system, they're probably like, you know, lower in top 30 in other teams' farm systems. They're probably like middle of the top 30. You know, some of them may jump up to like the high end of the top 10s for some teams that have weak farms compared to how deep the Padres are so yeah they didn't really have to dump a lot of top guys Quadril and Naylor are both guys that are young but they they aren't you know they don't have spots and they're deep enough to where they can they can trade them away they kept their top prospects to get him Hedges is also another guy you know that they don't need um, because of another trade that they made that I will get to Um, the Dodgers they uh, had little interest in any rentals because of the season being such a short season, so they didn't do much in the sense of adding guys um, like Lance Lynn, Clevenger, Hader. They didn't want to d- uh, sell the farm for, for guys like that. Uh, Trevor Bauer stays with the Reds. That was another guy that people were rumored to be traded. Um, so Archie Bradley uh, was traded from the Diamondbacks to the Reds. Uh, that was another one that the Diamondbacks unloaded on. 
Uh, the Mets made a couple deals, adding reliever, reliever Miguel Castro from the Orioles, uh, catcher Robinson Serenos from, um, I believe, the Rangers, and then Todd Frazier is back with the Mets the Ranger, from the Rangers. Um, they gave up uh, a prospect, lefty prospect, Kevin Smith to Baltimore for and two players to be named later to Texas for, for their two players that they added from them. So the, the Mets are trying to make a push. Um, let's see. So, yeah, the, the Phillies kicked off the, the deadline with Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry from the Red Sox. And then they made a deal with Milwaukee for David Phelps. So it looks like um, Phelps is reunited with Girardi. Um, the Padres, they made a deal with um, – it was basically the Padres afternoon. They made a couple deals here. Um, they acquired a utility catcher um, Austin Nola from the uh, Seattle Sea uh, Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle Mariners. Um, the uh, the Padres. So yeah, they this was their fourth deal of the of the, of the whole trade deadline. Um, it was this was a seven player deal. Uh, which um, San Diego, this kind of shocked a lot of people, but uh, so they traded one of their top uh, outfield prospects, Taylor Trammell. And now this is a guy that they got in a trade, I believe last year from the Brewers. So he wasn't like a guy that they were, they were torn to, you know, he, he came over in a trade that was somewhat shocking last year. And then it was like, Oh shit. Now he's, he, you know, this is a guy that they came up on he started the season hot and then he's been struggling. So they flipped him here to um, Seattle along with infielder Ty France, catcher uh, Luis Torrens, and then right, um, right-handed right reliever Andres Munoz. The Padres uh, acquired, uh, like I said, the um, utility catcher Austin Nola. He also is like third base, first base, left field, right field, utility guy. Um, relievers Austin Adams and Dan Altavia. So they got um, some arms that they really needed help with in their bullpen, and then they got a guy who can catch be their backup catcher utility guy because this next move that they made, they um, acquired veteran catcher uh, Jason Castro from the Angels. And so he'll be probably sharing time with Nola there behind the dish. So they, you know, they got rid of Hedges. Uh, they got rid of Torrens. So some the guys that they had catcher's depth in, they got they dumped out. They got rid of Trammell there, which is kind of just like, okay, whatever. They got another decent, they got a decent utility guy and some relievers for that um the Rockies added a reliever from the Baltimore Orioles Michael Givens um Baltimore receives uh Tyler Nevin and Taryn Val Valvra and a player to be named later from from Colorado uh the Cubs land designated hitter uh Jose Martinez from the Rays that's kind of a that's well, that's one of the moves that I would like what so, but the Rays are just so deep. They have such a deep farm system. That was a guy that they acquired in a trade that they flipped now to um, the Cubs, who needs somebody. They need, it looks like, uh, some type of left-hand. I think he's a left-handed hit. Yeah, he's lefty. So they need a left-handed bat in a lineup that's a uh, power hitter. And Tampa Bay can replace that with somebody. So they get, um, looks like, two players to be named later from the Cubs. Good deal there. Uh, Braves add a left uh, add um, lefty Tommy Malone to the rotation from the Baltimore Orioles. That is for 
players to be named, two players to be named later. A lot of these deals are players to be named later type of deal. Um, the uh, Padres acquired Mitch Moreland for um, outfielder uh, Jason Rosario and third baseman Hudson Potts. So uh, Mitch Moreland's been having a great season. He's batting 328, eight homers, 21 RBIs. So he's going to slide right into San Diego. San Diego just beefed up their team, man. Beefed up that lineup like they needed help with the lineup. They just added another home run hitting bat to the lineup. Moreland, Machado, uh, Will Myers, Tatis, all these guys, man. They, that, that team is freaking stacked. Um, and with the DH this year, so just, it, 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 man. They, and then they added Clevenger to the rotation, Altavia to the pitching, uh, to the bullpen. Uh, here's another one, Trevor Rosenthal. Acquired Trevor Rosenthal from the uh, Kansas City Royals. Um, they sent outfield prospect Edward uh, Alvarez and a player to be named later for him. Um, the A's made a deal with the Angels to swap uh, all-star Mostella um, in, a, in a rare trade with the Angels division rivals right there. They traded um, Franklin Barreto over to the Angels for Tommy Lestella. That's a good move. Uh, Barreto hasn't just ever had his opportunity, really. He, he's got a couple shots, but he hasn't broke out with the A's so he he'll get an opportunity here with the Angels and they get La Stella for the rest of the year hoping to to boost their 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 team for that stretch run uh the White Sox acquired uh outfielder Gerard Dyson from the Pittsburgh Pirates and that'll just help defensively for those guys he's a speedster uh the Blue Jays like I said got Tawan Walker from the Seattle Mariners uh that is for um players to be named later and then uh, I believe that is it. Um, yeah, that is that. That was it for the trade deadline. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, the Padres, I would say, are the clear winners there. I mean, they just definitely boosted their team. Um, I was, I was surprised the Giants didn't trade away uh, Johnny Cueto or Kevin Gaussman, but I understand it. Uh, I understand keeping Cueto. Uh, Gaussman was on a one-year deal, so I was very surprised that they didn't try to trade him to to the Yankees or some team, uh, even if it is for a player to be named later. Uh, a lot of these deals were like that, and I get that they're right in a playoff run and they want to keep what they got, and, and I and and they should, you know, if that's the decision they want to roll with. Um, I just thought that they would make at least one move. They 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 got a guy who slipped through waivers, um, Anthony Banda from. Uh, from Tampa Bay so they did technically make one move but yeah it's wide open when it comes to um the playoff race and all that kind of stuff but yeah San Diego man making the push um they're they're one of the favorites now probably for uh for the World Series after what they just they just did um it's interesting what what they'll what their team will look like now with all these different acquisitions. Like, um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting how the playoffs go. Everything should be uh, real fun to watch. Um, I, I, you know, the playoffs being expanded means more baseball. So, and we're getting a short season as it is. So I'm down with more baseball and just, you know, a lot of the people talking at the beginning of the season, how, what was it? Um, that oh that that whoever wins this year it's not going to be a real championship blah 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 with all what these players have had to put up with like I said go watch the 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 Trevor Bauer blogs the inside the COVID nineteen season 
uh, go watch those vlogs and and you'll kind of see from from just the pitcher's perspective. And he's been dealing this year. He's been one of the top pitchers in the league, but he still had to go through all kinds of fucking bullshit. And this is a real season, and it's it's an abnormal fucking season, and it's probably been more difficult for a lot of these guys than any season before. And if you're a younger player, especially, you don't know. Like if you don't, if you've never been to the big leagues. This is the weirdest year ever, and you don't know, like, you know, this is just, it's it's so fucking crazy. So, I couldn't recommend watching that shit more. You'll understand that you, you won't, like, I, was, I wasn't ever really saying that whoever wins won't be the true champion, but a lot of people were, and I think that shit's so stupid. Because, um, yeah, now, now it even more, it's like, watch that shit, you'll understand that, yeah, whoever wins definitely deserves it, even though it's a short season, they've had to go through fucking twice the amount of bullshit that they would have to go through in a regular season, and a lot of these guys, it, it's all about consistency, especially starting pitchers, and if you can't keep to your consistency, then shit gets all fucked up, and injuries come, and, you know, players, these guys play, they're used to playing a lot of games and keeping their body in tip-top shape and fucking keeping that regimen going. So it, when you take players out of it, in any sport, this shit fucking is effective. So it, winning a title, whether it's on weird like circumstances, it's still winning a title. It's definitely deserved. So, um, yeah, that's that. That's baseball. Um, I don't know, another fucking couple random just quick notes is fuck man i miss going to the movie theater um i was just thinking about that the other day like uh i just fuck like there and i I miss watching new movies like the last new movie i saw was the tax collector with shia labeouf and it's fucking horrible i don't i i'm not gonna just fuck that movie i couldn't follow it it was so bad watching fucking shia labeouf do a fake fucking like hispanic accent and oh god it was just horrible don't watch it uh they make all these little screenshots of it look cool and everything, but it was just a terrible fucking movie. So, yeah. Um, but I miss just going to the movie theater and fucking watching a movie, all these new movies uh, that were pushed off or starting to slowly come out in theaters. Some AMC movie theaters are opening, but not here where I'm at in California. There's no theater close to me that's opening. Um, maybe one of the maybe the drive-in, there's a drive-in in Sacramento that may be playing new movies that I should think about looking at, but I don't know. I know they've been open throughout this playing like reruns of stuff and but no new movies are coming out and like Bill and Ted just got released haven't watched it yet um but there's just like no nothing coming out sporadically things come out it's just been it's been a fucked up year I have my uh I have my little my black my black and white composition notebook in front of me and fuck like it's my it's my infamous notebook to some of my friends that 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 know me a lot of people ask what are you writing down sometimes when the, like there's there's a common question where like randomly through watching a movie or before or after, probably most of the time before or after i pull out of this black and white composition notebook and just jot down what i watched and people will go what am i what are you what are you writing sometimes i tell them sometimes i just close it and put it away like fuck you <laughs> and uh like whatever like <laughs> but this is my my notebook that I started I've talked about it a couple times on on this show when, with a couple different people but this is my notebook I started when in 2017 that is um my like I just started in 2017 I started this uh I was listening to to a podcast um fuck I I no longer listen to but um 
I can't remember which one it was, but it was like they were trying to watch um, all of like the IMDb top 250 and the like AFI top fucking 300 or something movies of all time. And I was like, oh, that's super interesting. And I wasn't like trying to do that. But then one of the, one of the people on the show was like, um, if you watch all those movies, it's going to be close to watching 500 movies in a year. And, um, or it would be 500 movies in a year. Yeah, I think it was something, yeah, it, was, it, it would have been over 500 movies in a year if we watch all those movies. And I was like, damn, that'd be one hell of a fucking of a feat right there. So I was like, I want to see if I can, like, if I really try hard, how many I can see in one year. Like, if I can, and, and this is, I'm talking like not all th- in theaters, but how many like new release movies I can watch and try not to watch the same things repeatedly. But if, if it's something I've seen before, I'll, I'll jot it down and I'll count it as a rewatch, but I'll mark everything down as like, okay, this was a first time viewing and this was a, a rewatch and this was a in theaters viewing type of thing. And I just started writing them down in, in 2017 and, and yeah, the, the, 2017 was um, the first year I did it, and, I, and by far the most movies I, I had watched in a single year the whole time I've kept track in this whole thing. And it was, uh, I ended the year with 276 that year, and in theaters I ended up seeing 21 movies that year. I believe I beat that last year. Um, so that was 2017. And then 2018 was. Um, I, I, it fell down to 113 movies. But then um, in theaters, I saw more, 24. So I kind of changed in 2018. Like, I didn't really watch a lot of movies. I watched a lot of new movies at home, but I didn't watch a lot of movies in theaters. So I was like, I'm going to try to watch as much as I can in the theater. So I was trying to up that. And that's kind of where I'm at, like, now. But not now because everything's fucked up. Like, the last few years have been like, let's see if I can beat the amount of movies I saw in theaters the year before. Let's see if I can get 40 or 50 movies in a year in theaters. It's like, see if that, that number's attainable. I'd be like going once every, once a week, you know, every month or a couple couple times a week, which I have done, you know. So th- that was 2018. Um, last year fell even more to uh, the last year I jumped up to 163, and then saw 28 movies in theater. So I jumped up um, significantly, um, and then got four more movies in theaters. This year I'm definitely just fucking getting my ass kicked because of COVID. Um. Yeah, I've the last movie I saw in the, see, I was doing really well this year theaters wise. In January, um, the first movie I saw in theaters in January this year, first movie I saw in theaters of the new year, nineteen seventeen. Um, see, I even have like the date written down on the on the eleventh of January. Um, and then I saw the gentleman on the twenty on the 26th of January and then Jojo rabbit the next day on the 27th. So it must've been like, I, I had two days off and, and I went, yeah, that was probably, I went and saw the gentleman on a Sunday night. And then on my Monday afternoon off, I went and saw Jojo rabbit, probably some shit like that. So I had three in the month of January, uh, February. I went and saw birds of prey on looks like the 16th and then the invisible man on the 26th. And then, March, the last movie I saw was The Hunt. That was before everything got shut down, March 16th. So I had I had six trips already through three months, midway through three months, and 
I definitely would have been going to more. So it sucks. Like, you know, and then now if I look at my list, I only have two pages since then filled out. And I just haven't been watching a lot of stuff at home. There hasn't been much to watch. I'm trying not to watch, like, do a bunch of rewatches. I'm not trying to write down my whole list of, like, and rewatch a bunch of shit I've seen a hundred times. Like, you know, I, I, I'll count those, like, sometimes. You know, it just depends. Like, if it's something I haven't seen, if it's something I've seen before, but I haven't seen it in years, then I'll count it, like, not as a first time, but as a rewatch. I'll put it in there. But if it's, like, something that, like, I, you know, I, I come into the room and my roommate's watching something on TV and I sit down and it's like just starting and it's fucking Austin Powers. I'm not going to count that shit. I've seen it fucking 50, times, you know, it, it, it's just that's not that's not how my my shit works. But that's why my list has just been so short. It's been fucked up from covid. So, yeah, uh, some theaters are slowly starting to open up. I'm hoping that my local theater uh, whoever owns them, I, I believe that they get their shit from Santa Rosa, the fucking Santa Rosa Entertainment Group. I don't know um, if they run their theater or whatnot, but I just hope that they can be able to open soon. It'd be cool to be able to go back to the movie theater and see some movies. Um, yeah, I, I really want to see Tenet. It was supposed to come out already. Um, shit, I would even go see that fucking unhinged movie right now with Russell Crowe because fuck, that's just there's there's been like I've just been deprived. I want to see something in theaters. I want to see fucking anything. I'll go back. Like, when, when the theaters reopen, I'll probably go back and watch whatever the fuck's watching in there. I'll, I'll go see anything. I'll go see fucking... If it's if they're playing, like, goddamn... Fuck, I'm trying to think of what's coming out that, like, I would have no interest in seeing Wonder Woman, whatever. Like, I don't know when it's coming out. I wouldn't see that in theaters. I, I just wouldn't be interested, like, on a normal circumstance. It's slated for October second, but when that shit comes out, and if it's in, the, if I can see it in theaters, I'll fucking go see that shit in theaters. Like, I, no fucking, no hesitation. Now I won't go to a fucking concert right now, but I would go to a fucking theater. Um, I don't know. That's whole besides the point. But um, yeah, I don't know. Everything's just been so fucked this year. Twenty twenty has definitely been one of the fucking worst years I've been alive. Uh, I haven't been alive that long, but this is the last year of my twenties and. And it started off pretty fucking crazy, pretty pretty crazy rough. Uh, or it started off actually going pretty normal, actually pretty good, and then fucking just hit like crazy rough with uh, COVID and everything. And I'm, I mean, I'm, a lo- I'm I'm grateful and I'm lucky. I've been working through the entire thing. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I would do if I wasn't working through the entire thing. But it's just still just been nerve wracking, and I've had a couple. Um, it's actually been a. a pretty decent amount of uh, or not a, not a decent amount of people uh, I'm trying to think of the phrasing um it's actually been a, a a rather low amount of people for how decent size the warehouse i work in is like with people there's only been three in my whole warehouse and i know all three of them i've had i, I had contact close contact with all three of them didn't um, didn't get it uh, one of them that got it had close contact with him like the day before he got sick and he um he said he got it on a friday came into work on saturday like no symptoms came into work on on that saturday fucking worked with like you know me and a couple other guys close close proximity fucking around all that kind of shit doing our shit and um then sunday uh went and did some family shit and all that and then he said monday he woke up and just felt like total shit like 
thought he was hungover because he drank the night before and all that kind of stuff. And then went and uh, like then when the fever hit and all that kind of stuff, just like then he he went and got tested and test results came back positive. So yeah, um, so it's pretty pretty sketchy, but you know, just doing doing the thing that you got to do is fucking work through it, and that's all you kind of can do. But you know, I'm just ready for this shit to be over. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, it's good to have some sports back, like I was saying with with um, with baseball, and then there's been you know with wrestling. Um, yeah, I'll close the show with a little bit of this. Uh, with wrestling, I haven't talked a lot about about wrestling. Um, the the new d- concept that WWE is doing, the Thunderdome. Um, it is what it is. I think it is definitely in a massive, a massive improvement from them doing their their show out of the Performance Center. Um, one of the main reasons I haven't really talked a lot about wrestling, like, see, like one of the main reasons I haven't done a show weekly is because I don't want to just talk COVID and wrestling, and then I didn't want to just talk baseball and then wrestling because those are kind of the only and COVID and and social justice and I didn't want to just talk that stuff like by myself you know if i'm going to talk certain things like that i'll talk with people that i can bounce ideas back off and forth um but you know every once in a while i'll do a show like that like what i'm doing right now um but with wrestling i haven't talked a lot about it because i haven't really been watching a lot of it i watch on wednesdays mainly i watch um aw first and then i watch nxt i i both of them because of my cable i have fucking I, the only reason I, I i got this cable internet package and it, it's cheap, and I have good internet because of it, but I got cable, and I would be saving at least 50 bucks if I cut the cable out of it because I got cable to watch wrestling, but all my wrestling here starts at, like, fucking the Eastern time or some shit for some weird reason. Instead of it starting at instead of Raw starting at 5 o'clock on Monday, it starts at 8 o'clock, and that means it goes till 11, and, and f- I don't want to fucking stay up. I don't want to, I don't, at eight o'clock, I'm not trying to watch wrestling till 11. Like then I have to go to bed and you know, I just, I'm not trying to watch it at that time. So I'd rather watch it at six than it be over at eight. And then I can put a movie on and relax for the rest of my night and just do whatever I want to do. Um, same thing with SmackDown. It doesn't come on till eight and then it ends at 10 and Fridays have to go to bed a little earlier. So it's just, you know, fuck like I'm, I'm not trying to deal with that kind of shit. So, that um wednesdays i i usually pull my computer out and i watch it online um i watch it um like half hour behind so i can kind of skip through stuff i don't want or an hour behind usually start around six thirty, or maybe an hour and a half behind yeah on AEW. so then i stay off the internet and i just watch it and then i pick up on nxt right after that and i'm over and finish with my wrestling by usually nine o'clock and that's that's what I watch, and I'm not going to just review both those shows. But I have been watching more frequently now that they've been doing this Thunderdome stuff because it's just more palatable to look at. Um, the pumped-in crowd noise is annoying. They haven't figured out how to do it yet, but it's at least better than nothing. Um, the TV monitors are weird-looking, and when they have fucking executions and KKK people, it's all fucked up. They need to figure out their shit to where that doesn't go on and pictures of Chris Benoit and Kenny Omega and stupid trolling shit like that like these dumbass fucking fans that think that shit's funny um yeah that shit's stupid so yeah i've been i've been trying to see like i was just looking to see how difficult it is and it's fucking difficult to get into that shit so i don't know how these fucking people are are getting in and they're doing this like 
because yeah, they they release like a couple days in advance. Hey, here's the registration for the show, and then you fill it out. Every time I filled it out, I've been like an hour or two behind them putting out their thing, and it's already full. Registration's already full. It's like fuck. Then wait, wait till they announce it again. Then they wait till announce it three days later, and it's already full. Like, so it's difficult to get in there. You got to sit like right in front of your fucking computer. And if you're somebody like me who works a lot, you know, you don't have fucking time for that. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I like. W- I like the viewing experience. Um, the uh, the product is has been eh, give or you know there's been some stuff that's to look forward to in the next coming mo- coming months. But I, yeah, I just wanted to mention the Thunderdome looks looks a lot better. Um, not really going to get into much of the shows because they are what they are. But yeah, um, so that was that. Uh, I. I have a couple of episodes planned with some people. I just got to get some time to like, we got to get our schedules to mash up and, and then I'm going to, I'm trying to this, this upcoming weekend's labor day. So I'm going to try to bank. Like I have three people I want to get on. I'm going to try to get those three people on this next weekend and have a couple episodes banked for me to just put out from every week, like the week to week to week. So then I, and then through those, that three week period, I can record some more and just bank some more. Because there, there are some people that I just schedules haven't lined up and COVID and weird shit like that. It's just all been fucked up. So, yeah. But um, I just wanted to do an episode because I felt like I hadn't done one in a long time. It has been a fucking long time. So I had to get one in for at least this month, uh, the month of August. We're at the end of the month of August. Yeah, I don't even think I did one all month of August, which is sad. I'm falling behind here. I should have been already at level uh, at episode level. I should have been already at episode forty one. All right, we're out. what the fuck? I'm stoned, everybody. God damn. Um, I should have already been at episode 50 by now. Probably fat past 50, but I've been lagging super hard. So, yeah, that's definitely... Oh, and shit, my mind's fucking going all over the place. But, yeah, if you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation 4, uh, play that fucking shit because it's so fucking awesome. It's so good. Um, I just got Legendary the other day. Uh, uh uh, out of all the trophies, hundred percent on that shit. So I was super fucking stoked on that moment, fucking. And I have like maybe twenty five outfits left to find, and maybe thirty or twenty uh, banners left to find, and I'll have the whole game one hundred percent complete. So I'm pretty fucking stoked on that. Like I haven't got into a game on on PlayStation this hard since Last of Us, the original, and I haven't played the second one yet. So. Yeah, kind of shocking, but uh, I there were some things I heard about it that I wasn't into, and now I'm just waiting for it to price drop. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, fucking go buy that shit. It's fucking sick. It's definitely worth it. It's the first game I bought at full price on release day and forever. I've been playing it for f- like every. I've been playing it every day for like I'd play like an hour every day when I'd come home from work, just a little bit. I'd I'd play a little bit of it and then I'd stop. And then on the weekends, I just fucking play that shit because there's just nothing to do. So yeah, go, go buy that shit. It's fucking super entertaining. So yeah. Um, until the next time, uh, go, you know, follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, I'm more active on the show's Twitter. So on Facebook, I don't really fucking post much. Uh, but that's at loser hour on both. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny the Mook. Um, and yeah. So until next time, peace. <laughs>